Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as always is a Stuart Whiffen. Um, Hello. How are you, mate? I liked the hand move. I didn't know you were going to do that. I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I knew I'm being el- too I'm predictable. liking the elaborate intros and I yeah. like the fact that you elongate the Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. Buffer, oh. watch out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Alexander, <laughs> the great Volkanovski. Um, Who's the cage warriors dude? What's his name? How is it? How Chaplin? Chip? How? How? Kim, how Chip? Oh, but we've messed oh, up that. We no. should know. His name. We're going to have him on at some point as yeah. well, won't we? Um, but uh, you do a really good. Uh, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Introducing first. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Introducing first. <laughs> Introducing first. I like it. I do love that. I love the eyebrow. It's always the eyebrow. So it, it gives it the so eyebrow. So good. He nails it. Yeah. <clears throat> right. We're here to talk about, obviously, UFC 298. Mm. But before we get onto that, Stu, we've got a tiny bit of news, yes, haven't we? we have. Boom. Viewers of this can now see a lovely, shiny logo for Ferocious Fightwear. We have a sponsor. So since we've opened the studio, we've uh, we've started to try and scale things up, and it's been amazing that um, we've managed to find someone that's reached out and have gone. We love what you do. Will you shout about what we do? So I had a little meeting with the team. Uh, they sent me down some incredible rash guards, shorts, uh, gum shields, wraps. So we got some stuff here on the on the studio table, and uh, and yeah, they've. Uh, they're going to be working with us for uh, for 2024, and it's great to have them on board. If you've not checked them out, they'll be tagged in all our posts on the socials. And if you don't really sort of do the social media thing, no worries. Just head to ferociousfightwear.com. Get yourself some uh, some stuff to train in, and uh, or why not just buy yourself a rash guard, a pair of shorts, a gum shield, wrap your hands, and just sit at home and watch UFC. Yes, that's what I intend to do. <laughs> that's what it's I actually do. a really lovely material, that rash guard. We were saying, that actually feels really great. It's yeah, nice. absolutely. Ferociousfightwear.com, sponsors of the MME Fan Show. Now, introduce it first. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's go. This is what we're here this, to talk about. This is wobbly. Anyone watching on YouTube, this is just it's like a ghost has got this and it's just going in mind of its own. But uh, the mic I'm referring to, to people that are just uh, listening in. Uh, <laughs> this is wobbly. Um, right. Oh, mama. I, there's so much to say about, I mean, it's, it's a great, great card all in all. Yeah. I mean, 
Volktapuri, amazing fight. Whitaker Costa, really great <clears throat> fight. Gary Neal, brilliant fight. And uh, Sahudo Devalishvili, great. And I there's mean, more. And there's more fights on top of that as well. Our man Oban Elliott mm. is on is on the card mm. uh, for his UFC debut. Uh, Kopilov Hernandez, both on four fight win streaks. I mean, it is great. Mackenzie Dern and and Lamos. I mean, yeah, it's a cracking card one and all, and it seems to be the start of a number of great cards. We've got 298, then in a, like a month or whatever, we've got 299, which is yeah. absolutely stacked. And then after that, we've got 300, which we still don't have a main event for, mm. but is, I think, absolutely stacked. Anyway, if they said, nah, we're done, we're not going... But the main event is Gaethje Holloway. I'd be like, yeah, brilliant. I'm all in. I did see an interview, or someone posted a, uh, an interview with Dana, where uh, he was saying they could literally make a TV documentary about trying to make 300. So there must be... You know they will, then. Lo- yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to yeah, make yeah, money they're perfect trailer, yeah. So there's, there's obviously loads of exciting stuff happening behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. And I don't know. The longer it goes, the higher my expectations are for something freakish and, like, oh, my God. Like, to the point where the longer it goes on... The worse I think I'd feel for Leon if it's Leon Bilal. because it can't be Leon Bilal. It can't Bilal, be now because they would have made be. that. Yeah, and, uh, and I think, like, don't get me wrong, I love the Leon Bilal fight. I yeah. think it's deserved, and I think that uh, it's a great fight, and I'm a big fan of Leon, but now the, the, the fan base won't have it. They yeah. won't have it. So there must have been, they must have thought they were on something with the Drickers versus Adesanya. Maybe Drickers got injured. It couldn't happen. Or Adesanya said, I didn't want to come back. Or maybe they thought Pereira, there's, you know, Tom Aspinall put out that tweet or whatever it was about like having a ticket to Vegas and mm. it had the stone face, the, the Poetan kind of like stone face thing. I'm not into that fight. You're not, I, are you? I don't like that fight at all. It does nothing for me on a kind of competitive level. Obviously, Pereira doesn't deserve to step up and fight for that belt. But we need, um, if, at this later stage, we need something that is almost freak show. And as I mentioned, just that holy shit. I just like, think Tom Maul's in that. It's just not fun. I just think Tom just goes, oh, well, you're amazing kickboxer, but you've got nothing on the ground. And I'm probably going to be two freestone heavier than you on fight night. Does he so hit I'm any harder t- than um, Pavlovich? He Problem. might do, and he'd probably have more... T- I don't know. Yeah, P- Partan is... Um, I mean, his striking's incredible. We know but, that. But, so is Pavlovich's. Yeah, but no, no, it's not up there with Alex Pereira's power, maybe, mm. but... No, I, I, not not technique and all that kind of stuff. But I just think Tom Mawson just takes him to the ground and ends it in the first round really mm. easily. And we didn't really gain anything from it. We've not learned anything. So I'd rather see Tom fight. And I know this is a bit out there. I'd rather see him fight like a Derek Lewis or a Taito no, Ivasa. No, 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 no. Yes, I would. Because they're legit heavyweights. If he were to lose, because you've got to be careful around that kind of knockout power like he was around Pavlovich, then... Uh, it actually means something for the division. Yeah. Whereas no, they're fun fights. Alex Pereira, I'm just like, nah. It's not a UFC 300 no. headliner. No, not for me. If Izzy, Izzy steps up against Pereira... That's that been be awful. Brilliant. That would be a freak show. No, yeah, it would be. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, look, this hit- is what's annoying me. Everyone's talking 300, and that almost feels like overlooking 298 and 299. Yep. Because what we've got right in front of us here is... I honestly think, right? Let's 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 start at the top of the card, right? Of so course. so let's talk about a friend of the show and everybody's favourite fighter, Alexander Volkanovsky, right? Let's talk first about the little advert he did where he was too old. 
incredible. so good. Incredible. These two are doing such a good job of promoting this fight in, like, the best way. Like, yeah. Tapuria just seems like... we would, I mentioned this to you earlier, and we'll get into this a little bit more. I'm getting... We all... Anyone that watches this show, you know we're huge Volk fans. He's been on the show two times. He's... he's you know, we, we love Volk. So we're slightly biased and we're just open about mm. that fact. But I do really, really like Tapuria. Mm. And Tapuria is scaring me a bit because he's giving me Conor Aldo, O'Malley, Sterling vibes. It's like he's saying all this stuff. His bio is UFC champ already. Have you seen that on Instagram? No. It's, it already says UFC champion. Oh, that's a bleak Sunday when you've got to remove that, isn't it? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> but it's just like this guy looks like he's a star in the making. All like the vibes that you get from, from the fight week and all that stuff that we're about to see. I feel like what we're going to see is this young, hungry lion saying, it's my time mm. and I'm going to show you it's my time. Mm. And it worries me for Volk because I really want Volk to win. Mm. But uh, I'm getting those vibes and we could see the end of an era in Volk and we could see the start of something really impressive from Tapuria who goes on to be, maybe he becomes the next superstar of the UFC. Maybe he becomes the next guy that is like the pay-per-view king and headliner. I mean, he's, you know, uh, popular in, in Spain because he, he he lives there, but his parents are Georgian and he flies the Georgian flag. On top of that, he was born in Germany. You know, he speaks good English. He has a fun fight style. He's a good-looking lad. Uh, I, I <laughs> think this is the most exciting fight the UFC can make at the moment. I think you could be right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a more exciting fight right now than this. I mean, yeah, yeah. with people that are available. I mean, Jones, Aspinall is the fight that has mm. to happen for me that won't happen. But, um, but yeah, I think you're hard pushed to find a better fight than this in the whole of the UFC. Absolutely. Now, my mind has changed a little bit. Oh, okay. So when we done a, 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 yeah. a show at the beginning of the year, um, I was just really worried about, and we've spoke about this on multiple shows, about the fact that Volk's come off of that horrible knockout to Islam uh, and is he coming back too soon? And, you know, we've, we've referenced the, the times that Volk said that when he's not in the gym and he's not training, he doesn't feel right. And, and all of these things are problematic. Seeing that video he done the other day, oh, like hosing down the thing, sending a message on a typewriter, watching tape on a VHS. It was the neighbour like, that got me. <laughs> what are you saying, Volk? Oh, sorry, Betty. No, nothing, Betty. Look, let's go inside, boys. Hey, get back to your Pentagon, mate. <laughs> that looks so good. It was his performance in it as well. Fantastic. It was really good. It was really natural. It was yeah. really great. So it makes me think Volk's in a great place. Yeah. Right? And And I think... We know that he trains like a beast and it's like he's took time out to do that. So I think he's very calm at the moment in a really good place and seeing the press he's doing, he's still coming across like the Volk we love. But I yeah. don't know, there's, there's an air of confidence about him that I'm thinking, I think he's, he's, he's loving the doubters right now. I think he's going, look, this, this kid is obviously legit. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's earned his shot, but this is my division. And I, I'm going to go on a U-turn, and uh, and I think Volk oh, yeah. wins this fight. I think he's just, I think it's going to go right. I think he's, I think he's going to drag him into the later rounds, and I think he's going to maul him a bit, get him down, and I think he's going to ground and pound. 
I mean, it's possible. I mean, Tapuria was like Greco-Roman wrestler as well. Of course. Like when he kind of started off. He's and super stuff. well rounded. He's. Like. So, I mean, I. I think he's. Whether he becomes champ on Saturday night or if he becomes champ a few years from now, I think mm. he's definitely got it. There's no easy it. path. He's no. not got an obvious weakness that Volk's got to jump on. I do think no. he's very well rounded as he's Volk. Hundred percent. I, I mean. Taporia, he's fighting a guy that's levels above anyone he's ever fought. The mm-hmm. closest he's got to Volk in terms of levels is Josh Emmett, and mm-hmm. Josh Emmett ain't Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. But what Taporia has done that worries me is those fights against, like, so yeah, yeah, Emmett, mm-hmm. incredible power, dealt with it and boxed him up for five rounds. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, amazing grappler, dealt with him very easily. I think he submitted him in the end. Jai Herbert, rangy striker. I know Volk isn't that, although he does have long reach. Got... Caught in the first round, but came back from that adversity, showed his recovery, showed his chin. Huge knockout of Jai Herbert in that second round. Uh, Ryan Hall, jiu-jitsu wizard, dealt with him no problem, just smashing him up on the ground. Look, like, it, 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 he's so... These aren't Alexander Volkanovsky. No, but it, what it is... Or is anywhere it sh- near it. I'm, no, of course, and I, I, I'm saying that, but what it is about Tapuria is that it doesn't matter what style you throw at him, he deals with you, and he deals with you comfortably mm. like the closest I feel like we've seen to him being in any real adversity was the Jai Herbert fight mm. Jai Herbert caught him with a head kick I think it was and then it was like oh he could have him here and that was up a weight class yeah. against someone that was probably five inches taller than him yeah. and all those kind of things like and he still got the knockout in the second round this man deals with any style you throw at him so now, does Alexander Volkanovsky yes yeah, of course he does, but it's just. But my point is, is just like it worries me. It worries me, Stu. I just, I haven't seen anything in Taporia's game that makes me go, "Oh, this is the hole that you exploit." Yeah. All I've seen is take the Islam fight out of your head, right, and just focus on him at this weight, right. And I'm telling you, he's got, he's got the look at Ortega. What well, Ortega dumped him on the ground, like, and he just, he. I, I think we're going to see. Volk continuing to uh, wander around with that strap over his shoulder. I mean, look, I, I want to see that. Mm. I, you know, I, I, that's what I want to see more than anything. But, yeah, there's just, I have, I'm just, I'm nervous for him. You know what I'm like, you yeah. know me well enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a glass half empty guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, the worst thing is more likely yeah. to happen than the best thing. And so I worry. When, um, when Bruce is introducing them uh, on uh, Sunday morning, I'm going to be shaking. I guarantee I'll be shaking. I My do, nerves will yeah. be too much for this because I'm, we're invested in Volk because he's, he's just been so kind to us on, on the show. Uh, and so I don't want to see it go wrong. And I'm just, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, it's just, is it too soon for Volk? That's the question, isn't it? Is that, 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 that Islam knockout was four months ago. We spoke about this with Sam Patterson as well, who seems to kind of just be like, look, everyone's sort of different. If he wins the fight against Apuria, everyone's going to be going, oh, great, well done, mate. If he yeah. loses by a knockout, it's like, yeah, it was too soon. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that we don't know. We don't know if it was too soon or not. He definitely seems... One thing I've really liked is Volk seems confident now. I watched the Countdown episode last night and it had that moment immediately after the Islam fight. And I don't know if you've seen that. We're in there in the locker room after the fight and Volk's sort of in tears because he's like, I was drinking every day. I was drinking every day. I was just like not taking anything too seriously because I didn't have a fight booked or anything like that. And then this came in and I was like, I'm not happy with what I'm doing in my life. I, I need a fight to, to get me motivated and to kick me into gear. And he took that fight on 12 days notice. And it was, he said, I feel stupid. 
Like, and even Eugene Behrman went on uh, Helwani, I think, recently saying um, he didn't win the fight when he had a 12-week training camp. So how was he going to win the fight on 12 days notice? I was dead against it. However, Volk was the guy that saved that card. Yeah. Chances are he got a brand new contract where they added a huge sum of money to every fight he's going to yeah. have in the future. And you're a family man. Has he got two or three kids, Volk, you know, and he knows that he's had everyone chirping in his ear and we're people that are uh, guilty of this as well, of talking about he's 35 now, he's in the lower weight classes, he hasn't got long, yeah. all that stuff. So he's probably thinking, well, the UFC have offered me a fight on 12 days notice, mm -hmm. but they've also offered me an extra 300 grand per fight yeah. or whatever it is that he's now going to have for however long he wants yeah. to fight, not just as a champ, obviously champ as pay-per-view, but if he lost the belt and continued to fight in the top 10 for a, a few yeah. fights, he's still getting that money. Absolutely. So for the, the betterment of his family... He probably feels like he's made the right decision, but in terms of his career and legacy and all that kind of stuff, you could say that the second Islam fight was maybe a bad choice. But, you know, when he retires and he's got an extra three million in the bank because he's had an extra, I don't know, six, seven fights with an extra however much money mm -hmm. per fight, you can't can't really knock it, can you? It's like, nope, you're going to do all. that stuff. You, not you're at all. Providing the, the, the best for the future of your kids and their kids and all that kind of stuff. I mean... Yeah, I don't know, man. I if if I have to pick, I'm picking Volk, but it's one of those ones where I just don't know it's which way. It? It's a little bit, but it's I mean, but also head saying, well, Tapuria's not showing me he can beat Volk yet. Mm. Like he can deal with any style and he is really dangerous and he has got knockout power and Volk has just been knocked out. And that's a worry. But Volk is special. He's one of the most special fighters I think we've seen in the in the octagon. The way he can kind of adapt game flat, game plans on the fly. Yeah. How well rounded he is. How he can go from one thing to another. That that finishing sequence against Yair Rodriguez, where he like caught him to the head, smelt blood, followed him, him up, up, ripped the head, ripped the body, then picked him up, dropped him down. Yeah. It was like it did everything in about ten seconds. Yeah. Head shots, body shots, takedowns, ground up. Like he did it all. Yeah, and just a night. Yair didn't know what hit him. Um, well, look, let's let's damn. not get into the the the, the, the what's going to happen for these after you know because we, we, we're going to speculate as to who wins and what what comes next. I'm imagining there's a rematch. Um, if Folk loses, there there would be an immediate rematch because he's earned it. Yeah, he's earned an immediate rematch. Hundred percent. But the record for you know, title challengers when they were you know yeah. have, having an immediate rematch to get their belt back, the record is poor mm. for the people that that are that are then uh, challenges to get their belt back so uh yeah the, the statistics wouldn't be in his favor in a rematch so I'm, I'm hoping he does it here and now and then yeah 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 i just i just love volk i want him to do really come well come on volk come on the volk all right bobby knuckles Paolo costa man so before we get into this fight right go on interesting uh this is what um, I've read that Robert Whitaker has, has, has said about Paolo Costa. He's a tough, powerful dude, and he's a bully fighter. If you give him space and you give him his way, he'll bully you in there, and he thrives off of that sort of situation. But, mate, I've fought plenty of bullies before. I'm going to take the fight to him. I'm going to bully him. I'm looking to get in there and hurt him. So, no, I don't think he'll be getting his way. 
I think for myself anyway, it's more about me controlling the fight, you know, taking the fight in the direction I want it to go, like leading the dance, if you will. So that's more or less the game plan, to go out there and hurt him. I hope he delivers that. Um, because there's also lots of talk. Like, Chow Sonnen thinks this fight's not happening. He, Chow he, Sonnen says a lot of stuff. Yeah, Chow Sonnen says a hell of a lot of stuff. <laughs> he says a lot of stuff. But, yeah, he's convinced this fight's not happening. He thinks Paolo Costa just won't bother turning up. And like, I don't think that's true. But uh, I, I think now it's too late. I think if there was going to be some sort of pull, I think maybe by now it would have happened. I don't but know about that. I, I, I don't think Costa's just going to pull out. I think it's all like, he's. I think he worked out a new contract with the UFC a while ago. He's mm. probably happy enough with it. He's fighting a former champion. He's fighting a guy that means if you beat him, you're likely to get a title shot next. And I think that's what Costa wanted. I think, you know, he was maybe less happy about fighting Hamzat, but... Now he's fighting Robert. No, I, I, I don't think. I think if anyone pulls out, it's for a legitimate okay. reason. So I don't think it's just like with this yeah. fight. What's the benefits of uh, of Bobby Knuckles getting a win here? So that's an interesting one. Paolo Costa, I think he could get a title shot. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think Paolo Costa's gone through this weird thing with the fans over the last few years where, and I don't know if I said this on a recent episode, but like he was like, the guy everyone hated after main moaning about like, oh, well, I was on the red wine before the Adesanya fight. So that's why I lost that fight. Yeah. And everyone was like, shut up, mate. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And then he had that whole thing where he was booked to fight Marvin Vittori in a middleweight fight. Then they bumped it up to 195 because he said, I can't make the weight. And then all of a sudden it had to be 205 with a few days notice. And Vittori was super an heavy absolute, in the end, didn't he? Yeah, well, Vittori was an absolute gangster and just went, whatever, mate, I'll fight you at any weight. And Costa ended up basically, in a way, missing weight by 20 pounds from what he originally signed the contract for. And everyone hated him off the back of that. But then all of a sudden... But in that meantime... Vittori endeared himself to the public because no one was really on like like Marvin Vittori really. No. And after that fight, I think everyone was just like fucking fair play, brother. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But um, but now 
Paolo Costa's done a 180. Mm. And secret juice, man. The secret juice. Like, people <laughs> love it. And, you know, he's seen to up to his social media game and all that. And, and, and people are really into him now. And so I think a win for him gets him a, a title shot. I really yeah. do. I think Robert Whittaker, it's a tricky one because if he wins, he's already just been beaten by the current champion. If Izzy gets a title shot and wins, he's already lost twice to Izzy. Mm. So he needs someone new to come in and win that belt. He needs... I don't think he can get a rematch with Duplessis off just the back of this win. I think he needs to win this fight. Then maybe calls for Sean Strickland. Yeah, calls. That's, and if that's he calls the... for Sean Strickland and beats Strickland with the way that Strickland has become... Uh, fathomably a star yeah. now uh, I think that could then help people go okay we will watch Robert Whittaker face Drickus yeah. again that, that, that'll that work but he, otherwise he needs someone brand new like a Hamzat or someone like that to come in win that belt so that he's a fresh challenger for Agreed. that title um, but I also think that he's got a big chip on his shoulder I think that Drickus loss surprised him mm. uh, I think he slightly underestimated Drickus and I think uh I think we're going to see something special come out of him. But I don't think you can sleep on Paulo Costa. He's got unbelievable power. Part of my research for this was to re-watch Luke Rockhold versus Paulo Costa. If anyone that's listening to this now or watching this now, if you've got Fight Pass and access to Rockhold Costa and you don't remember that fight well or you didn't originally see it. It is one of the funniest fights you will ever see. It's up in Salt Lake City in uh, in altitude and they both get tired really quick. And I mean, I don't. I think everyone remembers Luke Rockhold kind of rubbing the blood on Costa oh, at the end of yeah, the yeah, fight. Yeah. But there's a moment where Costa just punches him in the dick. <laughs> there's a moment. Was that Rockhold's last fight? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously he fought Mike Perry in bare knuckle and lost some teeth. Uh, <laughs> it's not gone well for Rockhold. Um, but like Rockhold, at one point, is just like he's getting battered and he's tired, and then he just he's got blood all over, and he just goes "fuck you" and lands a huge <laughs> left hand on Costa, who's like, "oh shit!" It's so funny and so weird yeah. the whole fight is really weird you don't mm. see fights like that often particularly at the highest level and it's just a really fun 15 minutes of fighting like honestly if i've ever had a few drinks and i want to show a mate like a really like yeah. awesome funny fight yeah that's the one i go to from now on Love i it. go to rock hold and costa it's amazing but um so how are, we, how, how are you seeing this who are you picking mate uh i'm just looking at a few of my notes here and i'm just like we forget how old Robert Whittaker is, you know. He's like, he's, he's only 33. Mm. You think, like, he's achieved so much in his career, yeah. but he has been through some wars, like those two Romero fights, then getting knocked out by Adesanya, recently knocked out by Drickus. Like, I kind of think with Whittaker, <clears throat> he's only 33, which at middleweight, you know, that's not old, that's, that's fine age. But fight years mm. and the amount of punishment his body has taken, not to mention there was that time that he dropped out of the, was it the second Romero fight or something like that? where he had, um, or was it the Izzy fight? I can't remember. Didn't he have like a problem with his bowels? Like his bowels were like exploding. Like he had to have some severe surgery where like it would have been life-threatening had he potentially stepped into the cage. Oh. Like it was like really horrendous. So his body has been through an awful lot, even though he's only 33 years of age. And... What a fucking dude, though, man. Oh, a legend. I, he's another one that whenever you hear him speak, he just seems so chilled yeah. and so, like, reasonable and realistic. And I'm just... I read... I love that more than, like... Aussie fighters, man. The Aussie fighters. <laughs> they are great. Um, yeah. 
I, don't, I, I think Costa, his, his, his kicks are so powerful. His mm. kicks are so quick. His, his hands are so powerful. But I do think Bobby Knuckles can mix it up a lot. I think he's got to throw in takedowns mm-hmm. and just give Costa something else to think about. And not that he has to take him down and hold him down, but just if the threat is there, it just opens up the strike in a bit more. And that that whole thing where he, he hides that right kick behind mm-hmm. the cross and stuff like that, that everyone's aware of it now. So it's really hard for him to land it, I think. But I think he needs to be really well-rounded in this yeah. fight in order to give Costa too much to think about so that he can land the strikes and avoid the power. I think a five-round five, fight, a five round fight would have suited Bobby Knuckles better in this. I agree. I, I, I think that would have given him a bit of time to zap Costa a little bit with, with that kind of clinch work and, and, and sort of, you know, holding him. And, and But I don't know. I think Costa's... I mean, I'm looking at him here and he looks in great shape. But, uh, obviously, shape. Uh, you just don't know what he's going to rock up on the scales as this weekend. But uh, I, I, I think... I think we're going to see a little statement by Robert Whitaker this weekend. I think he's going to uh, avenge that Drickers fight and uh, and and look decent. I think if he doesn't win this fight, I think this sounds really harsh. I think we might be seeing the decline of Robert Whitaker. Well, I think that's a fair assumption, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I I I don't I don't see a title in his future again if he loses this fight. So there's an awful lot on the line for him. He may not see it that way. Other people may not see it that way. But I think with the way the middleweight division is going, you've got Izzy's always in for a shot because he's Izzy. Drickus is the champ who's got a win over Whitaker. Obviously, Izzy's got the win over Whitaker as well. Paolo Costa would then have a win over Whitaker and he's, you know, becoming a big star in his own right. Strickland is a huge star. Hamzat's coming through. Um, we don't know if Usman's going to try and go uh, stick with with middleweight, but I'd love to see an Usman Whitaker fight. I think that'd be great. Um, Brendan Allen's coming through as as someone that could be a genuine. Yeah, contender. let's not sleep on him, man. No, and then there's people like I'm a big fan of Ikram Alaskarov. Mm. I think he could be a real problem in this division, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in 2025. And so then you just look at Whitaker and go, God, there's a lot of miles on the clock for you, despite you not being that old. As we mentioned, there's a, a lot of fight years in him. Mm. Uh, that he's, you know, he's had these wars and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I worry that we might see that, that Who are you decline for Whitaker. I'm, I'm going to go Whitaker again. Maybe it's a, a similar thing of like heart overhead a yeah. little bit. But I, I do think that skill for skill, Whitaker is a better fighter than Paolo Costa. He yeah. just has to avoid the power. Mm-hmm. And he struggled with that against Drickus. Yeah. But I do think he underestimated Drickus. He has struggled at points with it with Romero, who's mm-hmm. another huge power puncher. Like mm-hmm. I think there's a huge argument that in that second fight with Romero, Romero won that fight. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big argument to be made uh, for that. So he struggled with the big, powerful guys at that division that hit really hard. And Costa is that. So if Costa catches him and finishes him, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going Bobby Knuckles. Okay. Boom. It's our boy Ian Machado Gary versus Jeff Neal. Now, this one was initially uh, set for last year, wasn't it? Kind yes. of fell through. And, well, Jeff uh, Neal uh, pulled out, I'm assuming, with some kind of injury, and then Neil Magney stepped in. Yeah. Fucking poor Neil Magney. Um, <laughs> I hope that calf's all right now. Uh, well, he got a good win against Malone, He got a great didn't he? win so against So good on Neil Magney coming um, back. So I'm really excited about this fight. I think um, 
you know, we've seen love or hate Ian Gary. I don't know why people hate him. Um, I, I think he's had a very, very rough ride in the press. Um, he's not talked anything he hasn't walked yet. Uh, and I think that's what makes him so exciting. You know, what he done to Neil Magny showed that he is world class. And, you know, where's Jeff Neil ranked? Eighth? Yes. So this this is a great fight. Um, and I've, you know, been watching the the, the, the the footage of Ian Gary. And now we've seen him. Obviously, we knew that he was up at Renegade because there was, I think, obviously, the media jumped on the fact that there was a little bit of an issue there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's issues between people in gyms constantly, but yep. for some reason, the media seem to like picking on Ian Gary at the moment. And, I don't uh, know if it's as much the media. Well, do you know what? I, no, I, so they're fanning the flames, man, because you know, I it's you know getting, what? I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't, it depends on, I suppose your definition of media. Well, like, right, okay. So, social media. There's, there's, yeah. So for me, there's a lot of media outlets out there that are really good MMA media outlets that are mm-hmm. thoughtful. They don't announce things unless they're, you know, they've corroborated multiple sources mm-hmm. and they're, they're really good outlets. And then there's others that are maybe in terms of their production and where they're at in their background similar to us, but I like to think we do things the right way on this show, or I hope we do. Anyway, we don't fan those kind of flames and we say what we think is right rather mm-hmm. than just trying to get clicks. But I think there's lots of people out there with podcasts or whatever that talk about MMA and they'll see, oh my God, so-and-so is happening with Ian Gary or oh, something about his wife or whatever it is. And they'll chat absolute rubbish about it. And um, But that feeds the algorithm, so it becomes viral and yeah and that's the problem is is that you know it's the social media aspect it's the trolls it's all that stuff that i think get on ian's back and i suppose you mentioning that makes me go to like i was going to talk about something else first but really for me i think ian takes this fight relatively comfortably jeff neil has got strong hands but he has struggled with long rangey fights where he struggled against Neil Magny. And it wasn't like Neil Magny just pushed him up against the cage like he can do with, with fighters. Neil Magny beat him on the feet. Ian is a much better striker than Neil Magny. We saw that. He's long, he's rangy, and I do think Jeff Neil struggles with that. And I think Ian can piece him up a little bit on the feet. He just needs to be careful of those big shots. But if it goes to the ground, I mean, have you seen the footage of him with... Um... Charles Oliveira. I haven't seen the footage, but, you know, we, we, we know that Ian's got a good ground game. And yeah. it, it, from that fight against Jack Grant that we saw at Cage Warriors where he won the belt, he must have improved exponentially since mm. then because he's gone to shooter box, because he's gone to kill Cliff, because he's uh, like done stuff at Renegade. Like he's, he's been to all these amazing places where he's got really good grappling in mm. uh, and he's learning from the best. Uh, I saw a, a picture of him and Damian Meyer a little while yeah. ago together and stuff. So, and not just that as well. He was, he was at Tiger Muay Thai working on his striking yes. as well. So he's training with the best people in the best places, living that nomadic lifestyle. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving I mean, it. It's, it, it's, it's great for him. I think for me, the big question for Ian is where's his head at? Because how has he dealt with, obviously in the lead up to the Luke fight, it was all kicking off and then he had to pull out of the Luke fight due to an infection. I think it was pneumonia maybe or or something like that. Like he was really getting it then. And I think he's done a really clever thing of not really doing too many interviews. He's kind of kept under the radar Mm -hmm. a little bit to try and just keep the attention off of him, which I think is a really good move. Let your fight and do the talking for this one and don't get involved in any of the drama. 
but has that left a lasting impact? We're filming this on, on Monday. I don't know when this is going to go out, but there's the whole fight week is still to go. He's got to go do press conferences, media scrums, whatever other commitments there might be. There'll be people online talking about him. I know Kevin Holland loves to put out a tweet about or an Instagram post uh, taking the piss out of Neil Gary. Neil Gary? Ian Gary. Yeah. Uh, and so it's... Um, it's something that I'm like, I hope that his mindset, and I'm sure it will, stays solid throughout this week and he just stays on task and stays on focus um, because that's the only thing for me that would cause him a problem in this fight is if he's not mentally 100% on it. I, I think when it comes to, you know, the media obligations, he's generally going to be doing them on his own, you know, but I think when it comes to the, the, the press conference, you know, if they do one with, with, with all of them up on stage, which I presume they will... Um, there's some big, big talkers. You, I mean, we're going to get on to Cejudo next. He's going to be dominating a lot of that microphone. Mm. Not that anyone's going to want to hear it, but he will be. Um, you know, you've got... Everyone's going to have questions for Volk. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think Ian could... Jeff Neal's not going to be... I presume he's not going to be spitting loads of venom at him at that conference. I don't think he's necessarily that guy. I think... Ian Gary could kind of maybe ease his way through that, depending on how he plays it. Mm. Like, um, I guess that that's a you know how you control that situation to the best of your abilities. I know a lot of it's out of your control, but if he doesn't kind of get too loud, too you know confident um, in his answers, then maybe just ride this one out and, like you say, let your fighting do the talking because so far it's been wonderful to watch. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think Jeff Neal's the type of guy to kind of give it to him yeah. in a public place in the, in the press conference and all that kind of stuff. But he will have a chip on his shoulder because of the whole mugshot T-shirt thing, yeah. which I was never a fan of. Yeah. I have to say, I don't, know the, I don't know the reason that Jeff Neal was in that situation and that mugshot taken and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I, I didn't think it was the classiest thing to do from Ian. I, I, I so, think that and the... Um, so- 
too much trouble or whatever, but he's good on the mic. I, I think the fans will gravitate back towards him quite quickly in a positive way. And I think it's all like, oh, okay, that little blip's done. We've learned, we've evolved, we've got more res- resiliency because of it. We now move on with this new thing and and he'll be ranked eighth. He'll be solidly in that top 10 and he'll be someone that people are looking at as someone that could challenge for, for the belt very, very soon, I think. So, yeah, best of luck to Ian Gary. I'm assuming we're both going for an Ian win. We are. Um, let's move on to the little guys who are Marab, who I absolutely love. What is he, that, that little thing he came out with the other day about, like, uh, if you haven't seen it, go on to Marab's Instagram post, and he was talking about the idiocy of all these Fixtures. champions that are just going, I'm going to fight the guy that beat me a while ago. Yeah. And it ends with Marab fighting a guy that I, I don't know who, if he actually fought him or not, but, like, some 50-year-old bloke <laughs> that he competed with in, like, combat sambo or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, it was, it was really funny. The whole thing was funny. Um, and I'm a big fan of Marab. Uh, I think this is a really interesting fight, though. Uh, I think I think Marab's gas tank way too good. I, I, I think this is a, a really, really comfortable win for Mirab. Wow, I couldn't disagree more. You're joking. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going for Henry, but I think this is a really tough fight. I mean, don't get me wrong. Marab's got a great gas tank. Mm. I think Henry, of all the people, is like going to train his... Of all, do you know what? You have to really respect Henry's mindset because I think he's one of these guys that's... I think he's got all the money he probably needs. Mm. He's got the accolades. You know, he's got simultaneous two-time uh, or two-division um, UFC champion. Before that, an Olympic gold medalist. Really? I've never heard him mention that. <laughs> but, you know, there's this phenomenal stuff. It really yeah. is. So... Is it just his ego that he's that he's keeping him going? But I think, but it, it, whether it's ego or what it is, credit to him because I don't think he's doing like what we imagine Connor to be doing, where we think, oh, this guy's on the yacht. He's here. I know yacht has Jim, but uh, he's on the yacht <laughs> and he's just living life and he's just you know drinking his margaritas or whatever yeah. and just like having a nice time and then training a bit. Henry, I feel like, is putting himself through the trenches. He's got that wrestler mentality where he's like embrace the grind, go for it, all that kind of stuff. And I just think, I think this is a really tough stylistic matchup for him, for Marab because of Henry's wrestling capabilities. Mm-hmm. Now, what Marab does is he comes at you like a tornado, regardless of whether he's striking or grappling. Um, but Henry will be prepared for that. And I think he'll be technically the better wrestler. Mm. It's just whether Marab's explosiveness and relentlessness and continuous nature of just spamming takedowns, spamming strikes, all that stuff will just be too much for him. And I, I don't know. I, I think I'm leaning Marab, but I don't think it'd be easy at all. Oh, I think Henry it'd be wins, a, that's so boring for the division. Well, at least you might see Sean O'Malley fight. I don't think O'Malley's fighting Marab. Yeah. I don't think he wants it. No, he doesn't, but like... Poor fucker, do you know what I mean? What else has he got to do? Like, if he beats Cejudo, he, give him that fight. Get him in that red leather jacket. Get him on the media trail. And, like, it's a huge fight. I know that... I don't know what's big enough for O'Malley at the moment. Like, who's out there that is a big enough name outside, it, it, or it, within the UFC? Because he's talking boxing. Come on, man. You've just won the strap. Like, I think... I don't know. I mean... All right. Let me paint you a little picture. I'm not saying I like this picture, but let's say Taporia beats Volk. Right. And let's say 
O'Malley beats Vera. Mm-hmm. That's too massive. I think I think if Tapuria beats Volk, his star goes through the roof. I really think the whole Roses thing, he's undefeated. He's you know, he does these videos where he's he's got a documentary that's ideally for him gonna come out after this fight called Road to the Belt. And it ends with him winning the belt. He's planned this for years. Connor did that as well. He had that documentary that, that he was filming back when he, I think it was on the dole. Mm. And so you're like, these types of people are just a bit special. They manifest their lives in a way that the rest of us could only dream of. And it's just like, if he wins that fight and his star goes through the roof and O'Malley beats Vera and his star is really affirmed as, yeah, I'm the guy, they could just do it. What would be bigger business? What's bigger business than Taporia and O'Malley if they both win their next fights? There's not many. I mean, Izzy, probably, maybe Hamzat, Jones, but he's injured. Like, that's a, that's a huge fight. Mm. That makes loads of money. I'm not saying it's right. I don't like to see fighters win the belt and then step up until they've had at least three title defences. Sure. But it's business, man. And I, I, I can just see the UFC doing that. And that would be something I think O'Malley could go, I want to do this. And Tapuria, if he gets wind of it, would go, yeah, brilliant. Let's do that. Mm. Why would I want to fight, fight Movzar Evloev or Arnold Allen when I can fight a guy in the lower weight classes for way more money, pay-per-view points? It's a while away yet because if he wins, he's going to have the rematch with Volk. And but I he doesn't think... have to do it straight away. If the UFC could do it, they might just go, fuck it, mate. Yeah, Go, fight O'Malley. And it would be better for Volk, I think, to get a bit of distance. Mm, Ilya, Tapiria, again, Ilya Tapiria does not beat Max Holloway. Does not beat Max Holloway. Fact. Ah, oh, mate. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, look, we're, we're, we're going all <laughs> over the shop. We're talking about Marab and, and Henry. I think Henry really needs to do a lot to stunt Marab's forward pressure. Mm. He needs to hit him with something big early on, which he's not usually known for. Mm. Um, and not, let's not forget that, you know, I don't think Marab has ever made uh, flyweight. I might be incorrect in saying that. But obviously Henry was a champion at flyweight. He's probably a naturally smaller bloke. Mm-hmm. Um, but Henry does have phenomenal Olympic gold medalist pedigree wrestling. And as much as Marab is amazing with his combat sambo and all that kind of stuff, I just think there's a world in which Henry could try to put him on his back and just pin him there and keep him there. I'm not saying it'd be exciting. I'm just saying there's a possibility it could happen. Mm. But I'm leaning Marab. I think the pressure, I think he wins a decision. I agree. I think Marab by decision. But I don't think it's an easy one. Anthony Hernandez versus Roman Kopolov, uh, 185. I mean, this is quite an, uh, an interesting one. Um, I, I, I see this, I, I, I think... Kopolov is, I just think he's more powerful. I think he's sharper yep. with his shots. Um, I, 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 I see a finish. I think we might get a finish. I think this actually low key, maybe. I might be crazy. And this, say is, this. this is going to be bollocks. I know it is. It could be a fight of the night. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Come 
Come on. Come on. I love the fact you always try and eke in a little wild card statement and a couple of times it's paid off. Yeah. And I love the fact that all the times it don't, they never get mentioned again. But you just plant it in there just so Smug Harrison can turn up next Monday. Well, look, let's, let's just see. And if they don't work out, no, I remember no, saying exactly. it's fine. Um, but, uh, look, Love's on a four-fight win streak. He lost his first two in the UFC. Then he's on a yeah. four-fight win streak. All four of those by TKO or KO. Yeah. So you know what he's coming to do. Mm. Um, Hernandez on a four-fight win streak with most of those wins by, coming by either submission or ground a pound. So we know what he's going to try and do. Yeah. But Hernandez also is kind of a scrappy striker. He does get involved in brawls mm. and wars and he's quite happy to throw hands. He's quite happy. Look at his face on there. He's really very, happy. Very happy. <laughs> um, Look uh, at his eyebrows. He's had some work done. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> handsome uh, man. Handsome man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think he can be really... I think there will be excitement in this fight because yeah. I think Kopilov, I mean, oh, who was it he head kicked into oblivion? I'll have to pull up the, the records. I should have done this earlier. But he, he's one of his recent fights. He absolutely head kicked... Uh, and it was just, it resonated around the entire uh, arena. It was Claudio Ribeiro, and it was in round two, and it was un Like, it, you, you watched it, and you're just like, oh, you know, you see head kicks, you're like, oh, wow, mm. that was amazing. And you see head kicks where you go, oh, God, is he okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was that second one. Yeah. And... Uh, I think he's going to be coming to do that. And I think Hernandez is going to get involved in some scrappy moments, but he is going to go for takedowns. And when Hernandez gets you down, he's not a lay and prey. He's not just a couple of strikes here and there. He hunts for submissions mm. a lot. And I think we could see a finish. And if it goes for a while, it could go quite back and forth. And we could see a really, really fun fight there, actually, that maybe people aren't expecting. So, yeah, low-key contender for fight of the night. Um Amanda Lamos versus uh, Mackenzie Dern. Um, I mean, this was obviously Dern's stepped in because uh, this was meant to have been Suarez, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And, yeah. uh, I think Lamos has lucked out there, to be honest. I, I mean, this is... Uh, I'm all right. Dern's just come off of the loss to... Andrage. And she bad, got... bad loss to Andrage. Bad, yeah. Um, so she's two and two in her last four, I think. So. Well, if you look at the pattern of her last six... Win loss, win loss, win loss. So this should be a win. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> no, I can't but see if, it being. If patterns uh, are are correct, I, I, I think mm-hmm. what what we saw against um, uh, on Andrade McKenzie Dern striking. Her striking's improved. It, it has had, got it better. Was, it but was not that league. It was a leagues below. I think what it is, is I think, and I said this before the Andrage fight, and I think it came to fruition, was that... Don't this, strike with Jessica Andrage. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I think what it is with Dern, and this sounds horrible to say because I'm not a fighter and I don't know what this is like, but I do think that there's an element of trepidation about Mackenzie Dern sometimes when she when she gets hit hard I think she goes into sort of like survival mode quite quickly Mm -hmm. and her striking defense is all over the shop and uh Lamos hits hard and I think Dern could come out and win the striking exchanges for about a minute and a half Mm. And then Lamos just catches her with something and all of Dern's kind of like, unless she's filled this hole in her game, yeah. 
I I think sh- things could go quite badly for her quite quickly. I'm just waiting for Lamos to land that one strike that means that Dern goes into panic mode. And now after that, Lamos She's just takes over kill. and just smashes her up. Yeah. So I'm I'm picking Lamos to win this fight. I I I, I just think, as you say, that the discrepancy in striking will be a problem. If Dern can somehow get it to the ground, yeah. She that's her world. She can get an arm bar, a choke, she can do whatever, but But you've got to get into the fire to get it out. Exactly, yeah. So I, I'm not confident in Mackenzie's uh ability to get it to the ground. Okay, well, look, there's some other fights on the card um, that we, 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 you know, we, we're not really going to touch on. Justin Taffer. Um, Taffer's uh, looked good lately. He, he looked great in his last outing. Um, but what we want to talk about is, uh, is the UFC uh, debut, uh, fresh from uh, his win at uh, the contender season. Uh, he's multiple uh, guests of the show. Uh, the gangster himself... Uh, Oban Elliott, what an absolute legend he is. Uh, from the first time we ever had him on the show, just an absolute legend. Just uh, tells it how it is. Uh, it's got such an endearing way about him. You can't help but just love the fella. And, uh, and, and seeing him get that contract to get in the UFC was absolutely wonderful. Um, what a fight that was. Oh, that what contender a fight. series fight. Like, I thought he was getting finished at yeah. one point, and he came back. Like, phenomenal. Like, yeah. What unbelievable heart and determination Absolutely. and just like abilities of like recovery yeah. and durability like incredible stuff from Oban Elliott obviously uh, the, the Welsh gangster trains under uh, former guests of the show Richard Shaw uh, yep. also see Jack Shaw's just announced a fight has he? Um, yep he, uh, he put something on his socials this week I can't nice. remember who it was against oh I'll have to uh, now. and also former guest of the show uh, Brett Johns uh, all fighting uh, under Richard Shaw and uh yeah, the thing is with, with, with this fight, I don't know too much uh, about Val Woodburn other than he was on, a, I, I think, a, a six-fight win streak in, uh, in, in other organisations uh, and took his, uh, his first loss on his UFC debut. And, yeah, fair play, mate. I mean, if your first fight in the UFC is against Bo Nickel, you're, you know, you're... <laughs> You're straight into the fire there, aren't you? The hype yeah. around Bo Nickel, and I think, yeah, he got he, KO'd he was, in 47 seconds. He was brought in last minute, and yeah. he, was, he seemed to be enjoying his time, like, like, oh, my God, I'm on this amazing pay-per-view. And I was... Because Val Woodburn, I mean, I've not even really heard of the organisation he was fighting in sure. prior to the UFC, because uh, it wasn't even like it was LFA or yeah. Brave or, you know any of those bigger ones that you hear about stateside for me. I, I was going to look it up now, but like it, he's come out of obscurity and I tried to look up like some of his like highlights and different things and I, I couldn't really find anything. Mm. Um, so for me, I, I'm, I'm going in slightly blind into this fight because I don't think the bone nickel fight upper weight class in yeah. your debut is really indicative of what we're going to see. Um, yeah. Combat night pro. I've never heard of combat night pro. No, if I'm, Missing something, then please let me know, mm. fans of the show. <laughs> Combat Night Pro. Um, Oban's obviously got a you know a, a, a great body of work in that, that he's achieved Cage in Warriors. Cage Warriors, um, and he's, I mean, he's all passion and he Oban. Yeah, uh, and, and and I love that he takes that uh, into the octagon with him, and uh, I j- just wish him all the best. I think uh, he's waited a long time to get this. And uh, and it's it's presented himself. Uh, you know, it was a, such a strange time. I think seeing the Oban and uh, George Hardwick going over to the Contender Series, and 
I mean, if you looked at the, the pedigree of, of, of wins and the, the strap around George Hardwick, you presumed that George Hardwick would have, you know, mm-hmm. grabbed that strap and gone straight into the, the, the UFC. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't happen that way for George. I'm sure it will at some point. But, you know, to then see that, that Oban had, 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 had done his, uh, his business and had got there was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so best of luck, Oban Elliott, um, on your UFC debut and we need to catch up with him afterwards. And, That'd be uh, great, we and, should do, yeah. And have a chat because he's, uh, he's such, a, such a top lad. Can I ask, is it my eyes, why does he look so pale? I think of Oban as like almost like quite a tanned bloke. Yeah, I mean, it is quite a, a, it's a, very a, a pale dimly shot, shot picture. Um, he looks slightly like... Dead. <laughs> he looks like he's well, a zombie. I guess he's not. I suppose at Media Week this week, they'll probably do his first proper UFC pictures, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, and uh, maybe, maybe he'll, he'll have a go, Maybe he'll go for a, a little spray tan. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's spray tans, isn't it? Yeah, don't yeah. do sunbeds. Don't do sunbeds, guys. Don't do them, kids. Don't do them, kids. Right. Um, okay. Uh, the old melanoma. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so... I guess we've come to the end of the show. Um, how are you watching it this week? Are you going to start for Volk? Oh, I don't think... I, oh, it's such a good card. It makes me want to stay up. I know. It may, I'll see what I've got going on. If mm. I've got any work and stuff to do the next days, mm-hmm. probably not. But if I get through all the work and... Uh, yeah. Do you know what's going to happen? I know what's going to happen for me. Go on. Uh... I've got no plans at the moment, so I'm going to stick on them, them prelims. I'm going to watch Oban with the intention of going to bed after it. And then I'm going to be, watch Oban get the win and then I'm going to be like, see a couple of little bits of uh, VT of Volk and I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm not going to bed now. My, my, my heart will be racing and I'll be like, there's no point going to bed because I'll just be laying there thinking what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to start for this one. Do you reckon? You yeah, reckon you're staying up so. the whole night? I think so. It is a proper late one as well. We've had, we've been kind of oh, having like it? the 10 p.m. prelims yeah, and yeah, midnight yeah. main cards. It's not. Yeah. It is a 1 a.m. prelims, 3 a.m. main card. Does that change things? I'll watch that Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I mean, just we've just come off the back of the Hamanson uh, weekend, which fucking hell, Jack Hamanson, mate, drag him into them later rounds. What a what a cracking fight that was. But I'll tell you what, Dan Ege, mate. Oh. Look phenomenal. And I felt bad for Felix. Oh. I really like Felix. And, and I think Dan Ige uh, felt sorry for uh, Felix. They're mates, yeah. aren't they? And yeah. I think it was like, yeah. And, and, and I thought Andre Felix was looking great until that moment as well. But yeah, yeah fucking hell. And that was meant to have been Lerone Murphy, right? Yes, it was. It was meant to be Lerone Murphy. I don't know if he's got another fight booked. I think he teased something on socials but not announced mm. anything. So hopefully Lerone's got something booked soon. He's had some bad luck. But he deserves yeah. a big fight, Lerone mm. Murphy, uh, undefeated. Um, I'm just looking again at 298 and just going like, well, the, the first fight on the fight past prelims is Andrea Lee versus Miranda Maverick, like ranked flyweight fight, like good fight. Mm. Then you've got Oban, our guy. You've got to watch him. I don't know much about Josh Quinlan and Danny Barlow, but then you're into the normal prelims couple of fights which I don't know too much about and then Taffa that'll be fun Lamos Dern that'll be interesting and then you're onto the main card and it's just like Anthony Hernandez Kopilov if it goes the way I want it to go what a great way to start that card and to go into every fight after that is something you're super interested in super interested absolutely so yeah it could be worth staying up for but whether I actually will or not I don't know well all that uh, leaves us to say is please subscribe and uh, go check out ferociousfightwear.com for all your, uh, your your fightwear needs and other than that 
we'll see you on the flip side for our post 298 show. And lastly, come on the Welsh gangster. Let's do it. I want to see some Hulk Hogan celebrations. Definitely, mate. A bit of that. Definitely. Come on over. (laughs) 